Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. It's episode two, y'all. We had such a crazy, amazing response to episode one, so we want to give another big shout out to Martina and Marcellus Barksdale. They were honestly the most perfect first-time guests, and we appreciate them so, so much. They are the coolest Soul Feast Week for the win. Love them. I also want to clarify really quick that this is episode two with me as the host. This show has been running since late 2020, and there was a short break in production. So when I joined the BGCF team in May, we knew we wanted to bring this back in a big way. And I just want to thank you so much for taking a chance with us and being on this journey with us. It has been so exciting, and it's the coolest to spend time with you every week. Now, If you missed that first episode with Martina and Marcellus, I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it and you don't want to get behind. So hop on over to Apple Podcasts where you can listen to all of our past episodes all the way back to those early 2020 episode days. But you can also join us right here on Radio Lex every Monday at 2 p.m. And to get even more connected with the show and Bluegrass Community Foundation's mission to create a more generous, vibrant, engaged, and equitable community, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit our website at BGCF.org. Today's guest is one of the major loves of my life. We met right before this interview in the lobby of the radio station, and it was honestly one of those automatic, we are meant to be friends moments. And she makes all the rooms brighter. She makes all the days better. She is the marketing and communications director for the Carnegie Center. She is an artist. She's fantastic. She is Erica Cook. today. We are so excited. I am really excited to be on my first podcast. The very first one. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to know that I'm only a few weeks into this and I'm definitely not a pro yet, but once you start doing it, it starts to feel a little bit more 
natural. I had Martina and Marcella Sparksdale on my very first episode. Mm -hmm. And one, they're gorgeous. Two, I was so scared because it was the very first episode. So I was pausing at weird times and I was really out of breath. It was kind of crazy. So you've caught me on a really good day. That's the best. Great. And I have to let you know, I'm so excited to talk about the Carnegie Center. One, because I'm a Lexington transplant, but also I'm a writer. So I've been trying my best to find ways to get involved. And the Carnegie Center has been a really great adventure. So I feel like we have a thousand things to talk about. I agree. Yeah. So let's, let's jump, jump in. right in. So tell me a little bit about how the Carnegie Center got started. Yeah. So the Carnegie Center um, was, it's housed in the original Lexington Public Library Which building. Which is the coolest. Mm-hmm. Did not know Downtown, that. Downtown so cool. Lexington, 251 West 2nd Street, Gratz Park. Um, so we are one of the 2,000 plus Carnegie libraries that were built um, in the early 1800s through 1929. Um, And that money came from philanthropist Andrew Carnegie at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, So the building opened to the public as the library in 1905. But after they moved in 1989, the building sat vacant and it got um, quickly deteriorated. People didn't know what to do with it. Some folks were like, let's tear it down and build condos or a parking lot right (laughs) so the mayor at the time um scotty basler he wanted to see it restored for a public use so he created a committee of public leaders um and we they all decided we like i was a part of it (laughs) you were there (laughs) i was there uh they all decided that keeping with the um the needs of the state being known for, you know, illiteracy and low test scores, mm-hmm. but also at the other end of the spectrum, being a state where we have a really high number of nationally recognized writers and authors, right. we thought we thought <laughs> that um, this would help us create a community learning and arts center mm-hmm. that was accessible and free, had free programs for the public um, for people of all ages. So that's kind of how we became, and we opened our doors in 1992, um, and our birthday is September 11th. So this year we are celebrating 30 years. We're Yay! really excited. We yeah. can't believe we're that the old. Best. <laughs> Listen, 30 is not old anymore. 30 no. is not it. 30 is the new 20. Yes, I'm. I'm tiptoeing into my 30s slowly but surely so and 30 is not old it's not but it also is like a great age like you're still young but you've also accomplished so much already you know yourself Mm -hmm. you develop a better vision for what you're doing and which is exactly what the Carnegie Center is doing Mm -hmm. hello Mm -hmm. so what do you all have planned for the 30th So for the 30th anniversary, uh, we are going to open our doors to the public. That includes our students, our instructors, our volunteers, our writers, our families, everyone that we serve um, for a celebration of literacy. It's going to be a really fun, informal gathering where everyone can come meet the staff, meet our new executive director, Mm -hmm. Shayla Lynch, and uh, learn about our programs and how to get involved. Maybe you want to tutor. Maybe you want to volunteer. Maybe you want to learn how to become a writer or a poet it um so we will have everyone there to be able to like help guide you through uh, those decisions and just kind of make you a part of the carnegie family we'll be serving some light bites some cupcakes of course the best we'll do a non-alcoholic champagne toast um it'll be a family-friendly atmosphere we'll have children's activities for those in a separate room we'll have some fun giveaways um we'll also have a few speakers um our prior previous executive 
executive directors will have speeches. Mm -hmm. They will talk some about some fun um, stories from back in the day. We'll also have an interesting display of some of our historic documents and a photo slideshow so How that cool. people can kind of get to know more about our history and, and what the path of growth has looked like for us over the last 30 years. Right. So remind us when and where this event is taking place. This event will be on September 16th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Carnegie Center. It'll be a mixture of indoor and possibly outdoor. So if weather permitting, you know, bring a chair, bring a blanket, um, and we will just kind of like hang out together inside and outdoors. Um, and it is going to be free and open to the public. So of course, no, no registration required. Just show up if you can. And we really hope you can make it. Amazing. Now, I know that you all have a new catalog that just came out. You're getting ready for some fall programs. Tell us about some of those programs and what we can look forward to. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So our fall catalog um, just came back from the printers this week. They look beautiful. We're very excited. We used to print our catalogs all the time, but then COVID hit and we went remote and a lot of our stuff was online, constantly changing, as you know. Um, so we held off on printing catalogs for you know this past mm -hmm. year, um, but we're back to it now. And so people, if you are signed up to receive our catalog, you should be receiving it You know, this week. Um, it's the week of August 8th. Registration is open, and you can um, also go online and visit our website at carnegiecenterlex.org to view um, an online interactive digital version of the catalog mm -hmm. that lets you see everything that we're offering, and then you can just click on it, and it takes you directly to register. Awesome. And I know that some of those classes are free. Some mm -hmm. of those classes are not. Let's say that someone is interested in taking the class that is not free. Mm -hmm. Is there any kind of financial program or scholarship program that people can take part in, or how does that work? Courtney, that's a great question. So all of our kids' programs are free, but our adult classes do have, for the most part, a, a charge or a fee associated with them. But in any case, we always offer scholarships. So if there is a barrier, a financial barrier, you feel that you just need a little extra assistance, please do reach out to us. Call our main number. Uh, you can email info at carnegiecenterlex.org and just let us know what you're interested in and um, that you would be like to apply for a scholarship. Um, for our adult classes, a lot of them do charge for our writing groups and also for our languages. Mm -hmm. I'm desperate to take the French class. It's going to happen. One of these days I'm going to get in They're there. They're very popular. French one fills up almost immediately. I know. I tried my best to get in there this time and I couldn't do it and I was so bummed out. So in the fall, I'm getting in there. I mean, I'm going to fight my way through. Do it. Now, I was looking through not only this catalog, but some past catalogs. And I do want to mention one class that I thought was so interesting. It was math in relation to Dungeons and Dragons. I actually wrote that on my script to mention today. That is the best. I mean, first of all, I can't do math. I'm a communications person. I can only do words. Mm -hmm. I cheated on all of my multiplication tables when I was little. Still don't know them. And it's an embarrassing. I wrote them on my shoes. Right. You just, I, I can't do it. My brain doesn't work that way. So I'm so interested in Dungeons and Dragons math. Now, is that going to be like standard math or is it going to be specific 
to some D&D topics. It's very specific to D&D topics. And it's led by um, <laughs> Alpha B. Crab. I might be butchering his name. Um, but yes, he is, a, you know, the fantasy role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. Um, he loves that game. And mm. he also loves teaching math to kids. And so it was fantastic. just the perfect marriage of them both. Um, and I believe he um, also co-teaches that class with um, someone else. But he is he has multiple degrees in math and engineering from UK. So. Oh, my gosh. And that class fills up pretty fast, too. So and it is genius. Free. Yeah. A, a genius-free class. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. Yeah. Now, I also know that you have, I kind of heard a conversation earlier where you all were talking about The Little Prince. Is there some theater things in the work? What is going on? There's some fun artistic surprises up our sleeves. Um, So this will be, we took a a year, a couple years off for COVID, but this is our ninth year of celebrating our annual literary arts experience. It's called Carnegie Classics. Mm -hmm. And this year we chose The Little Prince. We're really excited to transform the building. So everything at the Carnegie Center will look like as if you were walking into the pages of the book. So, I mean, I'm talking decor, food, drinks. Oh, um, my gosh. The music, the artistic surprises, the art that you will see in the gallery. Everything will be Little Prince themed. And a lot of people like to dress up and wear costumes. Oh, that's so cool. It's so fun. That's Because it's like Halloween for adults. It's usually the weekend after Halloween. Very cool. So people get really excited to come come to this event. Um, it's grown-ups, 18 plus only. Okay. So no kids. Grown-up party. It's an open bar. And you can um, get music and food and an open bar and everything else I mentioned. Um, for $30. So it's a great deal. 35 day of, but get your tickets in advance for 30. And when is that? That event is going to be on Saturday, November 5th, and it goes from 7 to 11 p.m. Oh, how cool. I will be there. I'll be in a dress. I hope to see you. I've only seen Little Prince once, so I'm going to have to do some Pinteresting to find me a good outfit. Yes, and we'll also be sharing some outfit ideas leading up to the oh, event fantastic. and other things just to encourage people to to come and to show up in their costumes. Now, with so much going on and, you know, 30th year and it's the, did you say, ninth year mm-hmm. of this creative process, there has to be a little bit of growing pains that comes with that. What immediate needs are you all facing right now? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think that like any nonprofit, we are definitely struggling in some ways, Mm -hmm. whether that's um, trying to re-engage with our audiences, find new people who are interested in coming to our classes and events. Um, I think that everyone might be able to relate to needing a little bit of a technology boost. Amen. I think (laughs) we were working from home on our personal Mm -hmm. laptops using Zoom for two years, and we came back and we were like, why is this Wi-Fi so slow? Right. Mm -hmm. Why can't we do hybrid? Why can't we stream? Why can't we, you know? So we're in the middle of doing a complete tech overhaul and figuring out what those needs are so that we can better expand, reach people where they are. Um, We have a growing number of pre-recorded webinars that um, is is geared towards adult writers. So you can just take those classes. I think they're $35 each one and you take it whenever you feel like it. I think we have like eight or 10 now. So mm-hmm. we're looking to grow those um, and offer streaming and pre-recorded things like that moving forward. Um, another one of our growing pains now is with all these events and classes and exciting things that are coming, we obviously need volunteers. Mm-hmm. Our volunteers are so important at the Carnegie Center. Um, they help us 
put everything on. You know, right. we couldn't do it without them. Um, one of the ways in which you can volunteer and give back is becoming a tutor. We have um, we host an award-winning tutoring program at the Carnegie Center where we serve over 250 kids every year, K mm. through 12. And the tutor gets to sign up to meet with the same child every week for an hour a week and help them in math or English. That's for fantastic. us, it would be English. Yeah, it would be English <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in that, just please visit our website and you can fill out a form. Um, and there's other things you can do to help out. You can come volunteer at the Little Prince and get free tickets. Mm. Um, so yeah, anytime you volunteer, you know, we'll always feed you. There's some big take care of you. Yes. <laughs> Bluegrass Community Foundation is where people go to give to enhance the quality of life in Central and Appalachia, Kentucky. We connect charitable individuals, families, businesses, communities, and nonprofit organizations with causes they care about to meet community needs and make a difference. Our mission is to create more generous, vibrant, engaged, and equitable communities throughout Central and Appalachia, Kentucky, and we would love to invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information on Bluegrass Community Foundation, visit us at bgcf.org. That's bgcf.org. So Erica, every episode, we like to go into BGCF Fast Facts, where I ask you a list of questions, and without thinking too much about it, you're going to give me the first thing that pops up. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. What are you reading right now? I'm so glad that you asked me that question when I'm actually reading something. I know it's crazy. I work at the Carnegie Center. You think but you should be reading tricky. all the time. You all are busy. Mm-hmm. It's busy. Um, but right now I'm actually reading Wake the Bones by Lexington writer Elizabeth Kilcoin. She just had her book release a couple of weeks ago at Joseph Beth. Um, she grew up at the Carnegie Center attending How writing groups cool. and classes. And she's... Um, she went to our Young Women Writers Project, our Author Academy, and now she's a published writer teaching classes at uh, the Carnegie Center. So that full cycle of literacy right, right there. But it, the book is amazing. It's a very, like, Southern Gothic. Um, it's YA. Love YA. Yeah. Um, bloody, if you like all that stuff. All right. So some spooky. Mm-hmm. We're going into the fall, so it is about that time. Perfect time. Give that book one more shout out. Wake the Bones by Elizabeth Kilcoin. Fantastic. What are you watching right now? Besides Stranger Things reruns? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very eclectic watching habit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really am into like travel shows and vlogs. Um, okay. If you've seen Travel Man by Richard Iowati, I am I obsessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then other than that, probably interior design shows. The best. We have been stuck on Somebody Feed Phil via Netflix mm-hmm. for the longest time. So I really need to branch up, out. Yeah, yeah, I need to up my game a I little bit. I got tired of watching Parks and Rec, so. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I've now made it through nine whole runs. Okay. So I need mm-hmm. to find something new. What are you listening to right now? Uh, Kate Bush running up that hill. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's Shout out Stranger Things. Every day. <laughs> What are you eating right now? Um, what am I eating right now? I'm constantly craving pizza from Pearl's Pizza. Mm. If you haven't been, please check it out. It's downtown. It's somewhere downtown. It's, it's downtown. Yeah. Um, and it's delicious. It's like the best pizza I've ever had. Now, you are not the first person to tell me this. What do I order when I go? Probably the Hell Babe. Oh. <sighs> 
Okay. It's a little bit spicy. They put, like, spicy honey on it, and it has pepperoni. It's delicious. Delicious. Okay. But they also have a a special pizza every week. And on Wednesdays, they do deep dish slices. You can just get a slice. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. What is today? Tuesday. Okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. (laughs) What are you most scared of? Mm, I would probably say... I bet a lot of people can relate. Uh, Losing a pet or a loved one. Of course. I just think things are really vulnerable right now Mm -hmm. Um, and after the pandemic. And maybe it's also growing older. But you just kind of start seeing that, you know, life is fragile Mm -hmm. and you're not on this earth forever. And that's kind of scary. That is scary. What are you most proud of? Um, I'd probably say that it's how far I've come from given my background with really limited resources, Mm -hmm. um, raised by a single mom, Mm -hmm. um, very poor. And I'm really thankful for the opportunities that I've had along the way to help me become the person that I am today. Um, So getting to go to a place like Berea College with free Mm -hmm. tuition um, and then finding this amazing nonprofit, the Carnegie Center downtown, where I'm now the marketing director um, and all the people that have helped me along the way. Who do you look up to? Um, I don't know if it's anyone in particular, but I definitely admire people that help others. Mm. I would say um, people who sacrifice their own like time, health, wealth, you know, to benefit other people. What are you most looking forward to other than the 30th anniversary in Little Prince? My vacation. Oh, <laughs> where is vacation? I'm going to Tybee Island <gasps> um, in three weeks. I've never been. It is my dream. I honestly, really? I think about it twice a day, every day of That's my life. That's hilarious. One of these days. It's so I'm nice. It's it. a super chill beach. Uh, why do you love our community? Gosh, so many reasons. I would have to say, besides having really good restaurants, um, <laughs> I love the food here. I would say it's it's resilient. Mm-hmm. It's creatively resilient. It's um, it's full of people from all different backgrounds. That if you look hard, you know what? You don't even have to look hard enough. There are people trying to improve Mm -hmm. Lexington every single day. Um, They're in art. They're in music, education, literature, civic engagement. They're gardening. You know, they're doing all these things. Um, We have so much talent. And I I just think that maybe it's because I work in the nonprofit industry, but Mm -hmm. I see that every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm really inspired by that. It does make you feel... I mean, I definitely feel lucky to be, I've had so many different pit stops in my career. And so now being Mm -hmm. in nonprofit, it feels really nice to take a step back and being like, nobody is doing this on their own. This is a community full of people who are in love with where we are and who knows that we can be better and want to be better and are working together to be Mm -hmm. better. And I just feel very lucky to do that. And I'm sure that you feel the same. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like It's small. It's like a town, but it's also a small city at the same time. And we know our shortcomings. Like, we're aware that there are issues. But I feel that no matter what, there's always a group of people ready to throw down and come up with solutions. Absolutely. This is always the tough one. Why do you love yourself? Um, I don't. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Because I'm awesome. Um... That is a hard question. Mm. I feel like no one's ever asked me that before. That's why we ask. Hmm. I think it's because I never give up. 
And as cranky as I am sometimes, <laughs> I always look on the positive side of things mm-hmm. and and put myself out there time and time again. Yep. You know, you just kind of get back up and brush off your shoes and keep going. It's that resilience. Mm-hmm. Resilience. I that love is it. the word. I love it. One more question. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you? Where can we get up to date on the Carnegie Center? Where can we hang out? Yes, please find us on the web. Find us on social media. Our website is um, www.carnegiecenterlex.org. You can follow us on Facebook at Carnegie Center, Instagram, Twitter. Um, We're pretty active on all those platforms. And um, we would love to see you come to one of our classes or events in person. Our doors are open. Um, Right now, masks are required, um, so hopefully you'll feel, like, some sense of comfort and security when you visit us. Um, And, yeah, we're just really looking forward to meeting you, to join one of our um, classes or events, but also maybe one of our programs such as the Author Academy, the Poetry Gauntlet, um, Youth Poet Laureate is a brand new program that we're launching this fall. Um, And maybe uh, you're a Black writer and you want to become a part of the Kentucky Black Writers Collaborative, which is uh, free free classes for all Black writers who want to join. Oh, that's fantastic. Erica, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Courtney. Lovely. You have to come back and visit. Maybe we can do like a spooky book read sometime. Ooh, that would be great. I'm so down. And please save me a spot in the French class. Talk to anybody yes. you have to. Okay, I, I will. French class. <laughs> we'll put you down. <laughs> thanks for being such a great host. Oh, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The 12th annual Good Giving Challenge kicks off November 29th, and this year is going to be the biggest year yet. Hosted by Bluegrass Community Foundation and Smiley Pete Publishings. The Good Giving Challenge is an online giving challenge for local nonprofits that has brought Central and Appalachia, Kentucky together to raise $17 million for over 100 local nonprofits. That's a lot of money, y'all. If you want to learn more about the Good Giving Challenge and how you can participate, visit bggives.org. That's bggives.org. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us on our website at BGCF.org to stay updated on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LPFM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.